0: Welcome, everybody, to Spring Addicts by fifth quarter. It's been an eventful weekend. It's been, you know, absolutely just a roller coaster ride. I think that everybody got to ride on it at once, um, especially if uh, you're a Florida State fan or an LSU fan. Obviously, you you got to go on the ups and downs of that game, and it was absolutely a wild fashion. There's no doubt about it. It was absolute insanity. Um, probably one of the most exciting games that I've seen in quite some time. Uh, it was, you know, it was wild because, like, the Florida-Utah game. That one was crazy. Um, can't say much about the miami Bethune cookman game because, I mean, they beat up on Bethune cookman um, Fully expected and anticipated, so... All you know, all the big three schools, they 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 came out and handled business. They all won. Um, starting to f- finally feel a little bit more like normal football. Uh, you know, Taylor and James. James might be coming on here in a minute. Taylor released a uh, uh, instant reaction video earlier today. Uh, This is pretty much what this is, not an instant reaction, but a reaction video to the Florida State LSU game. James said that he was going to try to get on uh, here in a minute. So if he gets on, then we'll get some of his uh, views on what he thought he was at the game. Um, But I I can't say that I wasn't impressed with what Florida State did. I mean, in all aspects of the game, uh, except for execution on some plays, um, we outplayed we outplayed FSU. I mean uh, LSU 100. Uh, percent In every aspect of the game, we were we were beating LSU in in every way. They were being out coached. They were being outplayed. Uh, it it was you know it was quite nice to see. To be completely honest, the score should have been a lot more than it was. Uh, Florida State at minimum should have had 31. Um, you know, I think Michael Pittman did some great things in the game. I think he made premier blocks at times. I think uh, if there was one thing that I could say that I wish he would have done, and he he has to come out with that catch in the end zone. Uh, Johnny Wilson did some good things in this game, and there was one thing that I would say that he should have uh, he he shouldn't have he should have caught the pass in the end zone. Uh, there were some key drops in the game that shouldn't have happened. Um, but Ontario Wilson came to play. Uh, Pokey did his thing. I mean, I, I don't know if anyone knows how hard it is to catch the ball one-handed, but to catch a ball over the shoulder one-handed while fighting off a defender, um, thats that's... That's old style, old school Florida State Peter Wart type catches. Those are the types of catches That's that we funny. get that we live to see. Um I'll be adding James on. He did join uh, here in a second. Um but it was it it was key moments in the game. Like for the most part, for the most part, LSU definitely shut down our run game. Um but we kept hammering away at it. I think it was like 3.6 yards per carry. Uh, So we weren't completely shut down, but we, you know, we didn't have any of those crazy 30, 40, uh, 30, 40 yards. James, are you alive?
1: Yeah, can you hear me? All right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm barely alive, but um. Having a good time here in New Orleans. Um, my bad. Dude, I'm sitting here. I forgot I'm an hour behind. So you're saying 7.30. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Then I look at my phone. I'm like, I thought he's – what is he doing on – why is he going live right now? Then I'm like, oh. Oh, because I'm an hour behind. So um, I have a um, – I got l- I got not lunch. I got dinner I got to go to, but I wanted to hop on, man, and just, you know, get on here with you real quick and just talk about the game or something.
0: Well, give us um one. How was it watching it from your point of view and getting to see it? You know, just up close.
1: Um, what you saw was what you what you expect from a well one a few things. But you expect from a better, a more talented team that you don't really really know a lot about because you got a defensive coordinator who hasn't been a coordinator for quite some time. You got what Brian Kelly did at Notre Dame, but obviously he's in bad rules now so he's not there with guys who are all young and talented but really don't have any there's nothing about them that we truly know about so it was that first half was really just trying to make sure you kind of see what they're about and don't put yourself in a position where you get behind I mean one of the greatest things they did was um, T.O.P. time of possession Um, and you know getting the first downs when you need I think we had an incredible um, third down conversion for most of the game we had Um, We had incredible on the defensive side of the ball. So you saw a lot of banging and a lot of physicality. And I think when I saw stuff, because I'm going to go back and look at it again, um, a lot of the runs were just, you know, guys not really hitting holes the way they were supposed to hit, but that's dictated by the defense as well. So um, I like the game plan that Mike had outside of the last, I'd say, five minutes. But it really not the last five minutes, really just that last, you know, that pitch you know, on the goal line, not saying it was, it wasn't a bad call if it's executed is great. I just think it was too cute. Just get another play in, run down another 40 seconds, kick the field goal. Now you're in a situation where it's impossible for them to come down from two scores with that much time. So I think um, it was all in all, we saw a game where Florida state went out there and basically dominated for most of the game dominated LSU team that everybody went off of the brand. I think I've said it on this show and numerous things. We are giving other programs the historical respect that we won't give ourselves. Historically, LSU has been good. LSU also lost like 25-plus players to the portal. I think it might have been more. I think at one point, if you don't include the guys they brought in from the transfer portal and the recruiting class, LSU had 39 players on scholarship. So what they were able to accomplish is still relatively good, but I think people have to realize that you got to stop thinking that what other people have is better than yours.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, a lot of people were skeptical or they they didn't like the fourth down call um, where we went for it instead of kicking the field goal. I personally, I was personally okay with the fourth fourth and goal call because of Fitz play so far to that point we had a 47 yard miss field goal two shank kickoffs you know outside of the or we ended up getting a penalty and the ball's put on the 35 um so i personally didn't mind the fourth and goal call trying to go for it you know if we would obviously if we would have got it and scored it was the best call in the world we didn't you know We didn't score, so now it's the dumbest call in the world to some people. To me, it wasn't a dumb call because I don't think Fitz was in the mindset to even hit any type of field goal at that point just based off of missing one. And I don't know. They were in a dome, and I felt like Fitz kept trying to hook the ball, almost like when we're in Tallahassee and we've got some type of wind. It it just, to me, he was kicking with the side of his foot, and it seemed to hook every time. So that's the only thing I saw, and I kind of didn't – I didn't disagree with the call going for it on fourth and goal.
1: So you got, um, it's a boxing match. So Mike, oh, thank you for unmuting myself. Mike was being very um conservative, body shot, body shot, body shot. Now you have your chance to take the haymaker because you see it and you take it and you miss it, but you didn't put it. You were okay. Cause you were up against the half. You knew you were getting the ball right back. So why not go for it? Um, and if Pittman, should have caught it. Uh, the only thing that I would say is that maybe I don't go to Pittman and I put Jordan Wilson or do Spann in that position. Um, you're taller receivers that have bigger bodies, but still the ball placement that um, Jordan Travis had, who again, who a guy that everybody says can't throw the ball. He sure as hell doing a good damn job of throwing the ball. But you got, um, so that's kind of what I would have um liked to have seen. I'm not mad at it. Um, and then you come right back and you, you know, you're doing what you want to do. Like for the most part, Florida State stopped themselves on defense. I mean on offense. LSU did not stop. It. Now what I really don't like is the and we gotta get we gotta worry about because we'll see a few other quarterback that are like this. Um you'll see a Jeff Sims when we play Jordan Tech, and you'll definitely see Anthony Richardson, um, who are guys are gonna who are gonna try to break and contain. And you gotta make sure you you got you are more disciplined there. And um, you know, I think that's kind of what killed us. I think there was some holding through the reason probably going have been caught. But I think for the most part um, our defense held so true.
0: So, yeah, it's, it's like Malik. We're gonna have to play Malik
1: We gotta figure out how to contain him. Yeah, and that's basically it. He was explosive. So six three, two hundred pounds, probably run, probably gonna run a four four. Probably be a wide receiver, wide receiver in the league. Um, very difficult to get that kind of guy. Um, and he's, he has some elusiveness. Um, but even with that being said, you still had a, a lot of success. Um, getting him there's not going to be another team that we play another line or or and defense that's going to be as physical as they are so um kudos to them more power to do you feel like it
0: was you know the do you feel like it was the defense that kept us in the game for the most part i mean the offense had some extremely long drives even when we didn't score any points we still had so much time of possession due to I mean, we were moving the ball down the field, it seemed like, but it it will, however we wanted. Um, Rather it be – we weren't able to run the ball as successfully as we would like, but we still were able to move the ball down the field.
1: I mean, when you get over 400 yards of offense, total offense, that's pretty damn successful. That's kind of what you want. Like, that's difficult to lose games like that. Um, Now, again, but the defense did. I think it was a perfect compliment. I think there's, there's three phases every game, and the only way you can win it is if two thirds of those, you know, are come up come to show. And technically we got we won all three phases because their special teams was just as bad as ours was. Because obviously we left six minimum six points on the field. But, you know, I think our defense came through in big spots. They made the LSU offense one one dimensional. They basically abandoned the run. Whereas we didn't, I mean I think we did we get over we got over a hundred, right? Yeah, I believe whatever. yeah one for, see the thing is is we saw the results of the of the week before and it was so great we're, that's not gonna happen that's an anomaly you get 150, 150 yards rushing in the game that's a good collective effort it's just running back by committee so it's not one guy getting all the yards so that's kind of where people are like oh we didn't do what we were supposed to do but um we gotta we, there are a lot of things that even in that victory that you still need to clean up because all of that, all that being said, we were still, we still could have been three touchdowns better than LSU. And I know that's um, hard for me to believe, but just go back watch the game, watch the missed opportunities, watch where defense should have been off the field, and you'll see a completely different game. Yeah, and
0: you know, like we had so as team stats, Tom, everybody, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know we had 22 first down, third down efficiency, we were 11 for 17. We had 260 passing yards, uh, completion attempts. um, We had 20 completions on 33 attempts. Uh, Yards per pass was 7.9. Rushing was 122. Attempts were 36. So we were a little bit below the 140 that I initially thought. Um, Yards per rush was 3.6. We had seven penalties for 80 yards, one turnover. Uh, Time of possession was 34 minutes and six seconds. So, again, I've said this since since Mike Norvell's tenure started, since the era has started. The only way that this RPO Norvell system works, unless we get extremely lucky in games and we just have field advantage literally every every time we possess the ball, time of possession is how you win with this type of RPO. You have to have time of possession. This offense is built for long drives. It's not built. To put up fifty and sixty points in a half, it's it's built to take time off the clock, to put points on the board every possession, but that possession taken, you know, six to ten minutes each time, if, longer if we can if we can pull that off. I personally believe, I believe that Norvell is trying to time time management is kind of the, the the exact thing that he's going for. There was a comment uh, just a minute ago. Uh, that Brandon had put up and it's too far up the feet for me to bring it back down. But there was a lot of fans and Brandon was one of them. He talked to me before I went on the show and started that he was extremely happy with seeing Fuller on the sidelines instead of up in the press box. And the reason being was he understands from the press box that you can see the whole field. And there's some advantages to being up in the press box, you know, calm, You can collect your thoughts and really come up with a plan. But he really liked that he was on the sidelines, and the advantages to that was you could see, you know, body language from the guys, what guys seemed most hyped up and ready to go, Uh, plus of that nature. Do you think there's any advantages or disadvantages to being on the field for a defensive coordinator?
1: I think it's just all personal preference. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people hate to use parallels, and and war is war. And sports is sports, but here's the difference. There are generals who are better in the back that are in, and they're able to see the whole battlefield and able to put people in and make the calls. And there's some who just need to be in the front. Um, it just all depends on how the relationship is with your players. Um, I think you know saying that one is better than the other is is I don't necessarily think that's fair. So, um, but I do I do see the uh, the benefit in it. Uh, again, we are able to manage energy. Um, the problem is, is the person up top is the person that sees everything, so they're the ones who are gonna. You're gonna have to really, truly, um,
0: trust. More than likely, James got a call and it kicked him, kicked him off for a second because he's still online. It just kicks him out, so he probably got a call or something. Hold on, I'm on mute you again.
1: All right,
0: All right, you, but yeah, so basically
1: just, you know, I like to, if I'm call if I'm calling an offense, I like to be in the box so I can see um, everybody and what they're doing. Because on the field, it's hard to see uh, is that a three technique? Is that a five? Um, let's see, is that a two? To two? Uh, is that a shade? Is that this guy here? It's hard to be able to see, but in the box, you can be able to diagnose, diagnose things a little bit better. So... Um, but obviously, he has faith in um, Coach Shannon, the other coaches that are there. That you know, that's the benefit you have yourself. You have Odell, you have Shannon, you've got I'm trying to think. Yeah, those three. I don't think J.P. was a D coordinator, but when you have three guys with coordinator experience and two with head coaching experience, that's a, that's pretty that's pretty solid from a game plan perspective and things that you see.
0: So a quick question that like most everybody has been asking, and I mean, if my my wife was ever, she could vouch for me. That's probably the probably the happiest I've been on a touchdown score for Florida State in quite some time. And I kept saying James is absolutely probably going nuts in the stadium with this with Lundy doing a a fullback dive and scoring a touchdown. Um, How how was how was that moment for you while being able to see it in person? Um,
1: one, it was great. Um, as I, I remember, I, as I told people that Coach Norvell has a fullback. I saw the plaque. I saw him practicing in Jacksonville. They just left that, that and put in the a in So um, to see it being called there, I wish they would have called it um, on the third down when we fumbled it. But you know, it's um, it's a safe play. I think Lundy didn't get enough jump though. If you're going to jump, baby, you gotta, gotta get a lot more leap and let your weight go forward because it was still a very close call. Um, but, you know, or just run your feet. Um, we call it AFOP. Accelerate feet on contact. Just go in there, just dole out CTE. But I was happy for it. Uh, my phone died, so I couldn't videotape it. I couldn't see it. I, I just was in my head like, yo, did we really just give the ball to the goddamn fullback? And um, I was, my um, a, a guy, um, a Mike, um, with, uh, with Capital City Pedicabs was telling me that Mike Norvell is doing his show. And he was just saying we had to give the ball to the goddamn fullback. And I'm like, here we go. That's, um, you know, he, he knows I want to hear that. He's going to hear that from me every week. So I think it was good. Monday's got a great body for this. Um, basically, um, it's nothing more than the middle linebacker. Um, just you don't get tackled, tackle people. You got to use your hands in a different manner. So um, reward the kid. I like it. I think we should do it a little bit more, in particular short yardage situations. And let's not be cute. Just line up. Go punch somebody in the mouth. Have at it.
0: Yeah, and again, this this was – guys, I mean, everybody has to admit that this game coming down to uh, Shaheen Brown making a block on the extra point attempt, it just goes to show, though, and, I, and Norvell said it best, it goes to show that how much they believe in the process and how much they believe in the cliche of the climb because – everybody takes extra points for granted until one of them gets blocked or until one of them's missed. Everybody takes that extra point for granted. Well, Florida State had already had a block earlier in the game, as most of you probably know you watched it. So there was obviously a weakness on that side. I thought it was hilarious because Brian Kelly said that after the first block, they rearranged that side. They put some other people in, um, some different personnel in, to try to block um, that personnel from getting to the field goal kicker. And then he said, well, that didn't work. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I don't think that losing in in, a way, in any way is a, great, is a great feeling for anyone. But, you know, for his team to give him that last hope and, you know, come back and punch a touchdown in and then be going for the extra point, you know, he's fully – starting to think about the game plan as far as overtime goes. He thinks he's going to sneak away from Florida State one more time uh, with the potential of getting a win like he did at Notre Dame the previous year. And for it to end that way, to get him that close, to to possibly being able to win that game, for Shaheen Brown and the Knowles to be able to take that away from him at the last second couldn't have happened to a better person. So I thought that was absolutely amazing. Uh, James, what was – What was it like? I know it completely erupted inside the Caesar Dome when they blocked it, but what was that like as far as, you know, like you said, you've never been on that side of the Caesar Dome before. You've always been on the field. So what was it like being a fan and experiencing a game like that from the fans' point of view?
1: Well, one, I was right next to the band. Um, It was great. Um, Our fan base is awesome, very respectful, Um, very into the game. And then when we saw that, you know, everybody was like, all right, well, we're going to get ready for overtime. But I told I, I told my friend Nikki, and I looked to the other people who were on the side. I said, listen, man, we have this phrase. It's called ball, the ball don't lie. And what happens is what's supposed to happen on the football field, whether you believe it or not, is supposed to happen. And we all saw – and I'm getting asked questions that I don't have the answers to. The knee was on the ground. So the guy's knee was on the ground. He was tackled in balance. He doesn't go out of bounds. So when the, when the ball is spotted, the clock should automatically run. The game should have been over. So they gave them one more play. They score on that play. But again, ball don't lie. It's like think about the, the movie Final Destination. The first people were supposed to die. They didn't die right away. They had to come back. But death finally crept up on them. Well, that's what happened. The ball act. The they. The, this is all this was was the, their true destiny being mapped out for them. They were supposed to have lost. They shouldn't have gotten that touchdown. But. Um, you know, but it was crazy. People wanted to jump on the field. Everybody sat there and waited for the players to be able to come back. Um, it was just, it was great, man. I, um, I, I can't stress enough how um, how important it was for those guys to keep fighting because you could have easily quit and not gotten that position, not not gotten that done. But Shaheen coming in and being, a, being an athlete and, and stretching out and putting your body out there. I said this to the guys at the at the walk. And um, Coach Biden always told us, "Is you have to play every play with great, with, excuse me, every every play you play with um, with reckless abandon and total disregard for personal safety. If you're not willing to play the game that way, then there's no need to play it on this level because you won't make it. I mean, it doesn't mean you're going out there trying to hurt yourself or hurt other people. It just means you're going out there to lay it out on the line. You're young, you'll recover. Very few. I mean, there have been people who have died on the football field, but." I'm going to treat that like how you people treat COVID. Very few people have died of it. So, like, just go out there and sacrifice yourself. Go out there, hit somebody in the mouth. Um, I think you build upon this, and like I, I think I've just said before, I don't think we see another team that's physically put together until we see until we play Clemson. But, I mean, I'll tell you this much. I, I knew there was an opportunity, but to be able to go 5-0 and going into Clemson potentially is a hell, of a, it's a hell of a lot better than what everybody else thought. So, yeah, God, bless but um but I gotta hop off. I do have I did have to go grab some meat somebody for dinner. I was thinking I had to 7 30 our time, but
0: um I want to appreciate I'm gonna get you with one more thing real quick. I'm gonna show it on the screen. So you got on TV, um, but this is the other gentleman that I got tickets for, and he also got on television as well. He was in the same section as you in row two, Um, and he sent it to me maybe maybe five minutes after you sent me yours. You were on, so I guess I got the the gift of getting tickets. I guess.
1: Yeah, man, you got the tickets. We were right next to the band, and the band was was the talk of the town, man. Listen, they played. Doctor Plaque wasn't there. No worries. I had to go show up to make sure they felt comfortable being in a adverse environment. So. I told them, hey, y'all just play like we practice. That's all you got to do. So just do y'all need me to – I asked if they needed me to blow the whistle. The the drum major said she got it, and she did a really, really good job. They had it rocking, man. So I know there's going to be a generation of LSU athletes that are going to go and say, man, we played FSU. I hate that damn war chant. They kept playing it over and over again. And that means we're doing good stuff, man. So I love it, man. Well,
0: James, have a good – Dinner. I appreciate you coming on and telling us how it was. Um, go those and have a go and I'm gonna continue on with a couple more things and get off here myself and eat dinner. Well, everybody, we got you know it, it was awesome to the fact of you know, it was very unfortunate for me, but it was very fortunate for others. We I, I was so excited to 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 be able to see this game. I was extremely excited to see. Our Noles come out and play real Seminole football. It was, I, I, you know, we've been preaching it. I think, you know, a lot of people are like, we're going six and six. Everybody that had us at six and six, as far as to my knowledge, everyone that had us at six and six had us losing against LSU. I personally had us losing. I had us going um, eight and four, nine and three, somewhere around there. And I personally had us losing to Louisville because I expected Louisville to be a much better team than what they're showing to be right now. Syracuse completely walked all over them. Um, I see some major holes in their defense. Their offense wasn't cap- able to move the ball the way that they were able to in the previous year. So I've actually got to do some you know, flip-flopping. I honestly think that Syracuse is going to be a, a, a bigger challenge than what Louisville is from what I've seen at this point. But if we go in and play everybody – and when I say everybody, I mean everybody, to us playing our game, for Seminoles to play Seminole football, every game, regardless of who we play. I think we went out against Duquesne and played Seminole football. I think we went out against LSU and played Seminole football. I think we've got to continue that and not take a day off. We can't take a day off by no means. We have to keep our foot on the throttle at all times. We have to make the best decisions. You, you cannot take anything away from, a.k.a. the Tiger King himself, Jordan Travis, who came out and absolutely killed it. Um, that, that young man took a crazy hit on a touchdown pass to uh, Pokey. He was extremely lucid. He was extremely, I mean, you know, like James was saying a minute ago, for a guy that supposedly cannot throw the football, he sure did a hell of a good job throwing the football last night. Um, I think you're going to see more of that. I think you're going to see more from Jordan Travis on putting the ball. I mean, he was dropping it in the bread basket, guys. You cannot take away. There were some drops that were literally dropped in the just perfect in the bread basket. The one that Johnny Wilson dropped, perfect throw. Couldn't ask for a better throw. The one that um, the flea flicker, that was probably the worst throw that he had in the entire night. And it was, you know, um pokey that came back and got it so when jordan had i mean it was still a good throw but it was probably the worst throw that he had all night the other two throws the one to micah the one to johnny those were more catchable balls than the one that pokey caught in the end zone on the flea flicker but pokey came back and you know made up for the lost ground that jordan couldn't get the ball off quick enough the flea flicker took a little bit too much time in the backfield Um, for him to get it off as fast as he would have liked to. But Jordan still put some serious arm into that ball and got it, you know, in the vicinity of his wide receiver. Uh, Pokey did a great job by adjusting to the ball and getting it. There was a pass interference called on that play. Um, LSU's guy uh, pulled the jersey down of Pokey, and Pokey still made the play. It was a touchdown. It was one of the most exciting touchdowns that uh, Florida State's had in quite some time, in my opinion. Um, just to see the trickery happen, the flea flicker was awesome to see. Um, and, and on that particular, there was a there was another play, uh, the one that, that uh, Johnny Wilson dropped the ball on, uh, the wheel route from Benson. Benson ended up being wide open. But Johnny was open enough for uh, Jordan to put that ball in. The only person that could have caught that pass was Johnny Wilson. It was a perfectly thrown ball. Unfortunately, Johnny didn't come down with it. But a couple of plays before that, Johnny made one of the hardest catches uh, that we've seen so far this season. So we obviously have done a great job on bringing in transfer wide receivers. Uh, Micah Pittman, you know, he did have one drop, but Micah had some, some decent catches. Um, and just like uh, one of the fans was saying a minute ago, on that flea flicker, where right after – um Micah pitched the ball back to Jordan he threw himself into a 300 pound uh defensive lineman to give uh Jordan enough time to throw the ball so Micah does a lot of things across the field that people may not see he's one of the best blocking wide receivers that we've got uh the guy's only 5'10 but he plays like he's 6'3 and he really does he's probably one of the stronger wide receivers that we have he's very uh very strong uh for any wide receiver stature but to be a five foot ten wide receiver he's an extremely strong human being um he did a lot of great things he sacrificed himself in a lot of ways for this team to succeed uh jordan travis sacrificed him it was that's what it's all about they all were sacrificing each other um we had someone checking in from uh, Palaka, Florida. Now we've got someone checking in from uh, Sumter County, Florida. Uh, I think it's really cool when y'all put this up here to let me know where y'all are watching from. Uh, so if everybody wants to do that, I will do my best to get everybody up here. Um, I think it's amazing to know where uh, the Knolls are from that are watching the show. It gives me a great idea where people are listening to the show from um i appreciate you checking in i appreciate everybody that's that's watching the show i absolutely love all knowles y'all y'all know that by now um in watching this game i i would like you know no other than than for us to continue to play ball the way that we're playing uh, we need to clean up some things uh we've got uh, Jay zell Paulie from Colorado, y'all y'all should know who that is by now. Um, has become a damn near we're family at this point, but really great person. Uh, Jay uh dad, I mean, that's a that's a whole nother subject that I don't know how to touch, touch on on this show, but but you know a lot of comments from certain coaches and stuff It's just. Really wild to me on how college football policies work. Um, we got Mark Barber. He's from Niceville, Florida. Uh, welcome. I appreciate you tuning in, and really I I think it's great that all of y'all are supporting uh, Florida State for one, two, spearatics by fifth quarter. Uh, I really appreciate all the support. Um, if everybody you know doesn't know this, I do have a Discord. Uh, where we put out uh, insider information um, before it comes out on the wire. Uh, Most of the time, I don't promise anything. I won't promise you that it comes out before anybody else put it out, but I can tell you that 80% of the time that it definitely does. Um, I definitely put stuff in there before it comes out. Um, The rules are very clear. I ask no one to screenshot. I ask no one to um, share that information with anybody. Uh, I think it's, you know if, if you're a true fan and you're just wanting to know information that, that's not being put out on the wire, that's not uh, put out on the wire yet, then I can trust you with that information. And I'm putting a lot of trust in people not to ruin my name when I do so. So if you want to join the Discord, hit me up after the show's over with, and I'll absolutely send you an invite. The rules are very simple. Um, like I said, no screenshots and don't release the information that I put out. Um, you know, most people are telling me that without a doubt that this is going to end up biting me in the rear end. And I told people that I had more trust in the Spirit Addicts fan base, um, that they've given me no reason not to trust them, and that they're, we're all like a huge family in the Spirit Addicts family. So I, I trust you guys with with everything. That's why I created the Discord, um, and it helps support what we're trying to do at Spear Addicts. Uh, It's the first thing that I've ever asked for any type of money from. Um, But it's really helping. Y'all see, you see the type of stuff that we're able to put out. I'm trying to excavate that. I'm trying to make that even, even bigger. And unfortunately, without money in this day and time, that's a hard thing to do. So I really appreciate everybody that's joined. Anybody that wants to join, please do so. Just hit me up after the show's over with. Uh, VJ Sierra, huge McAnope supporter, huge sporadic supporter. Um, he actually came up with the tiger King. Uh, yeah, the tiger King edit that we came up with. Like I told him, I said, I tell my wife what I need. Like I give her ideas of what I'm looking for. And man, she, she, she gives every time, like every time it's, it's right on the money. He said, man, it would be cool if we did a tiger King, um, post with Jordan Travis in it. Um, so we did it and now it's kind of went hot wire, like all over the place, not just that edit, but now people are making Tiger King edits all over the place about uh, Jordan Travis, about um, uh, Carol Baskin's coming back into play. It's just really hilarious that, and I think VJ seeing it himself, that when we put something out, it pretty much goes viral in its own way. It's really awesome to see. Um, so VJ, I really appreciate your support, you supporting, man. We're like brothers as well. So it's, We'll be down in Miami soon enough for that game. Um, Alexander from Birmingham, Alabama. Man, I really appreciate you supporting the show, watching. Um, Derek says he used to work with Chris Guthrie out of Virginia. Um, Not exactly sure who Chris Guthrie is. Maybe I should. Maybe that's Guthrie's people um but anyways um i really really hope everybody was as excited as i was for this win because i literally was screaming at the top of my lungs on that block punt by Shaheen brown uh Shaheem was the one that got to break the uh rock after the game um you know i'm sure that was a hard toss-up do we let jordan travis break the rock or do we let Shaheen brown break the rock or do we let jared verse break the rock to wiggle that Johnny Wilson. I mean, everybody played so well that I'm sure it was a hard thing to, you know, choose like who, who actually gets to break the rock. Uh, Wayne Tillman. I appreciate the comment. I really do. Uh, Wayne says, keep up the good work. Great atmosphere last night. It was absolutely a great atmosphere. No doubt about it. Um, and I couldn't agree more. Um, where did it go? Mark Barber said definitely needed a, needed a win. Definitely a needed win, excuse me. Um, but it absolutely was. Uh, Flash says that they were in attendance. I'm sure you had an amazing time. Um, guys, I, again, I really appreciate everybody for supporting the show. I hope that you enjoy the content that we put out. Uh, we'll continuously put more content out. We'll continuously put out. Extremely good content. That's the name of what we're doing at Sporadic. I'm not going to change that. I have s- s- like one, ha- the largest thing in Sporadic's history is about to go down. Um, I can't wait to share all that news with everybody. It's it's about to be like absolutely amazing. And I want everybody to remember that this show is brought to you by Heart Radio. Um, you can hear previous shows on Heart Radio. You can watch previous shows on iHeartRadio. You can watch the show live or listen to the show live on, on iHeartRadio. Um, iHeartRadio gives, you know, obviously millions of channels, billions of different radio stations from across the country. You can listen to live from anywhere. So that's a really amazing uh, feature that they that they give to everyone. Um, so if you don't have iHeartRadio, uh, definitely go download the app. It's free. Um it's an amazing app. I think. I think it 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 serves very well to its purpose. Um, I think that I heart radio and and those people do a great job. Um, after watching, this is a comment. I'll take this. After watching will get blown out by Syracuse this season, it's going to be crazy in a good way for us. I definitely agree. I think that we can beat anybody that's on our schedule. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're going to go 12 and 0. I just that's not what I'm saying. I'm going to tell you that there's a potential for it. I'm going to tell you that I don't think it's as far-fetched as I would have said a couple of months ago. I think this team can, if they if they never let off the throttle, they play clean the way that they have been, very limited on penalties. I believe we can play with anybody, uh, especially anybody that's on our schedule. Clemson's going to be probably our – and we're going to watch that game. It's probably already on, but we're going to watch that game tonight and uh i'll know more i want to know what the quarterback situation looks like i want to know what their defense looks like i want to know what their offense looks like seeing how losing both coordinators uh coach venables went on to oklahoma to be the head coach he was their defensive coordinator not sure who their offensive uh, coordinator went to but he's gone um and they promoted within and uh those two guys aren't proven um so not not really sure how that's gonna go uh I do appreciate everybody again. um, Y'all can catch Spirits by fifth quarter every Friday. We do have pop-up episodes. If you want to be part of the Discord, uh, please hit me up after the show. And I would be glad to add you to the Discord. Um, The Knowles beat LSU. Brian Kelly goes down. Brian Kelly can kiss the south end of a mule. I can't stand it. can't stand him. Uh, love the fact that we came out with that type of win. Love the fact that we won, period, but really love the fact that we came out with that type of win. Just giving them that last little bit of hope and then Shaheen Brown taking it away from them at the last second. Um, with that, everybody, uh, I'm Chris Frazier, your host of Spiratics by Fifth Quarter. Um, love all of you guys and go Knowles.